Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Good afternoon, Tuesday, September 13th. Welcome again to Sports Lounge Live. We want to, before we start the show, we do want to send out uh, remembrance on the anniversary of 9-11, which was two days ago. That's always a big thing in uh, the United States. So we do want to acknowledge that, um, that, that this was the 21st year, of course, after that. So, you know, to any listener who might have been affected or, or what have, have you, we we certainly are thinking of you when when that day occurs. But uh, we do have a busy show, Chris. It is number two eleven. That's correct. So okay, here we go. So let's yeah, we do have a busy show tonight because mm-hmm. of course we've got uh, football started, NFL started, the full week of college football. But the agenda is first a panel, and during the panel, I'm going to quickly talk about the end of the Indy uh, car season. Robert is going to talk about NASCAR and boxing. Then we're going to go to the U.S. Open uh, tennis. Uh, which was decided this week, then the NFL, baseball, college football, and then the WNBA and the NBA uh, each had stories uh, this week. So um, anyway, the uh, Indy story is Alex Pillow won the the IndyCar Monterey uh, Series, the Monterey Grand Prix, but, the, but Will Power was the ultimate champion for the year, and he had won it in 2014. So it's his second championship in IndyCar. And so as far as the... Uh, this week, well, we did our fantasy draft, and of course, on one of my, we do, uh, we have uh, six guys, and we do 12 teams. That way, we dig deeper into the league than we would otherwise, but we just have the six guys that do it. And so, I, on one of my teams, my first pick was Dak Prescott. So, I've got to figure that out. I've got to call Rick. He's our commissioner, and call him tonight and see what I can do about that and rearrange my team a little bit. As far as the Patriots are concerned, you know, I kind of expected, I guess, the way things had gone in the preseason was better in the preseason because the preseason was a train wreck. But basically, uh, they had a couple of good drives. Um, big problem was turnovers. The defense actually played fairly well. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress and they get to play the Steelers and we'll be talking about the Steelers and, and more about the Patriots later when we go through the game. But the Steelers were very lucky to win that game. Yes, they played better than people expected, but, uh, with the injury to the long snapper for Cincinnati, they never should have won that game. And they had some injuries themselves, uh, uh, last week. So we'll see what happens. All right. So and we do have we can... an update, Chris, on, uh, one of their injuries. TJ Watt does not need surgery. Ooh. Oh, okay. So he'll that be, just he'll came be out this week, a few right. weeks. Right, he'll be out a few weeks, but that just came down that he does not need surgery. Oh, okay, and they're saying Najee Harris, uh, he's saying he's going to play this week. So uh, we'll see about that. Okay, so um, anyway, uh, here is uh, Rick Swan, our host to be named later, and a happy person these days. Yes, happy days are here again. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to sing it because I know what happened last week. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, we're over 500 for the first time since 2016. <laughs> Feels good. Um, and I want to talk a little bit, and, and I feel like I could talk about this every week, but um, I want to talk a little bit about some decision by NFL coaches. Now, I it, it's not second-guessing. I thought the whole time when the Giants were coming down on that last mm-hmm. drive, I was saying to myself, if they get it in, they should go for two. Because I'm like Chris thinks that you should always kick the extra point, but I think there are times when you should, when you when you take a chance. Like in that game, I, the way I look at it is if if you told me before that game, or the way I felt about Giants going into that game, if you told me at the end of the game you were going to give me the ball on the two yard line, and if you make it, you win the game; if you don't, you lose the game. I'll go. I'll, I would settle for that. Um, I, th- I think it was the right move, but there were some bad moves by NFL coaches this week. Um, the Bengals, Zach Taylor. They had a they had a touchdown by Jamal Chase, and they, the referees called them out at the you know, half yard line. Now it's going to be first down. They figure we got no problem. It's first down. We'll get it in. They never did score on that drive. He didn't he didn't uh, appeal the call. That was a bad move. Um, Mike Vrabel, who I think is a very good coach on the Giants game, when Daniel Jones threw the terrible interception, and Tennessee was still up by seven, and Tennessee's trying to run the clock out. They had a third and one. Now, they've got a guy in their backfield by the name of Derrick Henry who's pretty good. He called a tight end around. Huh. What a slow tight end, and, and never, you know, didn't even get close. Giants got the ball back. They come down, scored, and won the game. And then the worst of all was last night, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, he said, uh. oh that was brutal. Um, <laughs> if you didn't see it, one, about a minute left. Denver has a fourth and five from the Seattle 46, down by one point. And he comes up, Wilson comes up the line, and they're just they're standing up there. They're not calling a timeout. I, I think it, it's a terrible call, but I think what he was doing was trying to get them to come, uh, jump offside. And if they didn't, which they didn't, he got it down to about 30 seconds because uh, the whole time he was thinking, if they don't jump, I'm going to kick the field goal. A 64-yard field goal. You just paid a big price for Russell Wilson and gave him a $250 million dollar contract you're not gonna let him go on fourth and five you're gonna try a a lead tying record field goal that was terrible yeah you don't have Uh, justin tucker no (laughs) and 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 he's not kicking in denver either with us well ironically enough last year rick when he made his 61 yard field goal he made it in los angeles yeah apparently 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 he doesn't do long distance field goals at home he only does them on the road well, and actually, and Hackett said so this years. morning, Rick, Hackett said this morning that if he had it to do over again, he would do the same thing. Coaches always say that. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, they always do. Really Boy, I screwed that one up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah. But, I mean, McManus also in the last five years or so has tried five field goals of 62 yards and further, and he's over five. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's, but I'm still happy. I'm, I'm very happy. So I'm going to over to Perry. <laughs> who's, not very, who's not very happy? I mean, if you saw the Rams last Thursday, you wouldn't know why. <laughs> that was, that's a game that, that I would just forget and move on. Um, I, I think in a lot of ways you see when we see the season start like this, you see why it is important to play a little bit in the preseason. I'm not saying play every game, every down, or anything like that, but you probably should at least get out there some and get the rust out because there's a lot of teams, the Rams for one, the Packers for another, um, that, where it was important to get that rust out. And, um, well, we had an Iowa-Iowa State game this weekend. It was um, less than enamoring. I mean, Iowa, Iowa State won the game 10-7. to They'll take it. But Iowa has now scored seven points two weeks in a row. So it'll be interesting to see if they make a quarterback change. I would think they likely will. But 
Who knows if that's going to do anything at this point, but the Big Ten West is terrible. I mean, you just saw Nebraska fire their coach. Um, Minnesota's pretty good, but outside of Minnesota, there's not a lot in the Big Ten yeah. West. But the Cubs got a nice yeah. win last night. They beat the Mets. Uh, you get DeGrom tonight, though, so it probably ends there. Um, but, uh, hey, at this point, you'll take whatever wins you can get. Um, the I-Cubs are at home this week. The weather is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, so that'll be good. And uh, we'll see what they can do with being at home. Last uh, Thursday on All Things Radio, Chris was talking about how rainy it was. And uh, he said somebody in Florida told him how wet it was. And I said, well, the I-Cubs in Jacksonville, you know, they've had no rain at all. Well, the rest of the weekend they were playing around rain all weekend. <laughs> so that, that's what you get when you play ba- baseball outside down there. But uh, let's go over to Bill and see what's up in Indy. Well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We'll watch the Colts, and I'm thinking right back to Jacksonville at the close of the season. Just awful, especially for the first three quarters. Yeah, they came back with 17 to tie it up. Yes, they had a chance to win in overtime. Thank you very much, kickers who miss a 41 who miss it very very badly he could have been from 21 and he still would have missed it he was that far to the right and coach says oh we've got 100 percent confidence in him. they had this yeah, same right. problem last year and they took him out he never came back for the rest of the year after the baltimore game it's the same old colts i'm afraid and they got rid of your ticker today bill so you're 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 in good shape. They got rid of him today. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, they yep. cut him. Yeah, and they signed, yep. they signed two, two, two kickers to take his place. Oh, huh. <laughs> well, Dick are the kickers out there. If they want to bring them in. Well, I mean, Dick or, not he's out there. So all I'm going to say is Mr. Ursay must have, must have intervened or something because Frank... Frank would not have done it. He wouldn't. The coach would not have done it. I don't think he would have cut the kicker. He said it was a fine play, just like Rick uh-huh. said. But other than that, a little college football, Notre Dame 0-2 and Indiana 2-0, and but that's a soft 2-0. and that team But Jamal, made, should be, yeah. Jamal should be happy with Notre Dame at 0-2. I'm sure he is. Yes, he should. Yeah. So I'll take it away, Robert. Well, Notre Dame will get well this week. They play the University of California, so... See what happens yeah. with that. Um, let's see. As far as NASCAR, um, Bubba Wallace won the race, but he won it in Kurt Busch's car. And uh, uh, Bubba Wallace is not in the playoffs. And uh, uh, I, I guess they put him in Kurt Busch's car because A, Kurt Busch was injured, could not race, and B, this helps the owners for their owner points. But I, I don't understand how the owner system works, so hopefully Pierre can come in later and talk about that. Uh, in boxing this week, it's Mexican Independence Weekend coming up, and of course, that means Canelo Alvarez has a fight, because uh, he had one on uh, in May for Cinco de Mayo, now he had one in September for Mexican Independence Day, and uh, on the 17th, him and Triple G will be fighting for the third time 
time, and the first two fights were classics. But unfortunately, between the second and third fight, four years have passed. So I don't know if it's going to be the classic like the first two have been. Uh, I think Canelo will win, but we'll talk about it next Tuesday when when the fight is completed. I'll be watching that on Saturday night because that occurs in Las Vegas. My Raiders... Um, God, I am so unhappy that they didn't play any of the starters on offense or defense a little bit during the preseason. Uh, we, we played awful. Uh, Derek Carr is not known for throwing tons of interceptions, but he threw three bad ones on Sunday. And hopefully we can get well this week because we have the home opener against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, other than that, the weather has gotten better here. So uh, that's a... That's a definite improvement. Let's go to Austin, Texas, and see what's happening since Texas lost to Alabama thanks to the officials. Sean, it's all no, the- it wasn't. It wasn't all the officials, but no. it wasn't just the officials. But, but anyway, Robert, I thought you were going to talk about what was just announced a couple hours ago that Anthony Joshua agreed to uh, fight Tyson Fury on December third. Well, that's what I thought I, you were going to mention, Boxer. I, I didn't realize that that had been official. That's why I didn't mention it. Yeah, I just came across a couple hours ago. But yeah, we had a little bit of a game here in Austin, little little event. Uh, Fox, they 10.5 million viewers. It was the fourth most watched college game ever for Fox, and this weekend it was the most streamed event on Fox's on the Fox Sports site. Uh, all the football, the baseball, the NFL, everything most streamed this weekend. But yeah, the officials had it, but. They let they they scored with too much time. Texas did, you know. They let Alabama have some time on the clock, and that's you don't you don't let Alabama have time on the clock. But speaking of time on the clock, you only have a couple more weeks to get involved in this football contest. Go over to seven one two four three two three six four two board number nine. You if you're in the contest by week three. Uh, maybe you have a chance to be in there. There's several of us. All, all the panel. We're all here, and we're all bunched up together with me, Rick, Pierre, Jerry, Al, and Cleveland. Who you've heard all tied for like third place. Jamal tied for second. Chris and Perry and Robert. Or oh yeah, Jerry's also in tie for. Yeah, I mentioned Jerry. He's in the tie with all of us. He's yeah, he's in tie. He's tied along with Chris and Pierre and Robert in fourth and David USF bringing up the rear. But it's twelve people. But yeah, check that out. Uh, also, if you want to contact us anytime throughout the week, remember if you're listening to the podcast, and we want to remind y'all, we are here every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern if you want to listen live at legendoldies.com, but you can uh, leave a message at 800-693-0595, option two, or sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. And now I guess we can get on, and we would love to serve you some tennis. Oh, see, yeah, oh, that's good. Don't pat your yeah. on the back too much there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, the women's uh, final was, of course, this is all in New York, the uh, U.S. Open, the last major of the year. E- and I, I'm going to, uh, Iga Spiatek, I think that's how it, uh, uh, it's. Iga. Uh, Iga. 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 Uh, yeah. six, two, uh, seven, six, seven, five. And the first U S open, uh, and her, that was her first, uh, U S opener, third grand slam had a, uh, 37 match winning streak, which ended in July and had been, uh, four and four before this tournament. 
and uh, and she's number one now. And Deborah was five before the match. She was seated uh, fifth in the tournament, but now I think she's number two in the world. She's number two in the world, so they're mm-hmm. one and two now in women's right, tennis. right. And uh, let's see, and then, so she's fifty-four and seven in matches this year, and seven wins. Uh, and Swiatek won two point six million, and she's twenty-one from Poland and won the French Open, and she was the first woman since uh, sixteen to win two slams. And Jabor now has uh, is uh, from. Tunisia, and she was the first African woman and Arab woman to be in any Grand Slam final. That had happened earlier this year. That was the second one for her this year. Yeah, and the she men... was in the Wimbledon final and lost. Right, and the men's side, Carlos uh, Carlos Alca- Alcaraz beat uh, Casper Ruud, uh, 6-4, 2-6, uh, six, uh, 7-6, seven, six, seven, one, six, and the youngest man to be number one. At, he's 19 years old. So he looks like he's the heir apparent to take over for the big three uh, pretty quickly. Yes. It's eighth major, major tournament, the first final between two uh, players going for the first major and number one uh, at rankings also uh, because they didn't start until 1973. And Rude was from Norway, and he lost uh, the French to Nadal earlier this year. And uh, so that's what and, happened uh, in the Alcarez U.S. Alcarez is from Spain just like Nadal, and Rafael kept telling everybody, don't worry, when I leave, there's another Spaniard that you're going to have to deal with, and that's what he was talking about. Yeah, so the majors are over for tennis, and the majors yep. are over for golf, and yep. the, you know NASCAR is uh, winding down, so we're getting some of the other sports out of the way to f- clear the field for football. Yep. And to the yeah, NFL after this weekend, real, real quick, after this weekend, the NASCAR goes down to 12 in the playoffs, so this weekend is the last round of, last weekend of 16, so. Right. Yeah, four, four guys will get eliminated this weekend. So we'll run down, as we do every year, we'll run down the scoreboard for the NFL, then we will do, do the uh, standings, then we'll do the schedule for next week, and then we'll have news and notes. So we got a busy NFL segment here. On Thursday night, we all got started with football, and Buffalo made it no contest, especially in the second half, 31-10. to 10. Yeah. Josh Allen with three touchdowns, threw, and he ran one, one in as well. Two hundred ninety-seven. Uh, he uh, threw for 297 to rush for 56. And so 353 altogether. And, you know, people are talking about him as maybe uh, he, he and, um, and um, uh, Mahomes as maybe the co-MVP uh, threats right now. Yep. Uh, that's possible, yep. Maybe Herbert, so. Herbert in there, too. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that's, that's a big game on Thursday night. Yep. New Orleans, we had a lot of coming from behind going on this week. And the thing is, I think it has to do with kind of what Robert was talking about. Teams, Some teams got off to slow starts and got their act together and others uh, didn't and yep. you know ran out of steam or whatever you want to say. But New Orleans came back and beat Atlanta 27-26. They'd been behind uh, 23-10 to in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Will Lutz hit a field goal to win it in the last minute. And uh, so that was a big win for them. And, you know, Atlanta, they're still talking. They said on the NFL, you know, uh, on, on the Sunday drive after the game, maybe they're still recovering from that loss of the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I don't know. They really haven't done much since then, that's for sure. And that was uh, five years ago now. And in a rain-soaked game in Chicago, I hope Jamal stayed in on Sunday. I hope he didn't catch a call. <laughs> Chicago beat San Francisco 19-10. to 10, And uh, Fields uh, uh, did uh, outdid Trey Lance. And, uh, and you know, that's about all you could say. I mean, and I guess you were sort of saying, uh, Perry, you think it's because uh, Fields could run a little bit more than Lance could. Fields is a running quarterback, yes. And um, yeah. the field was in terrible shape. Oh. They were, Kruko was saying last night that had the Cubs-Giants game 
having been scheduled for a day game on Sunday, he said that game would have been canceled. He said it was oh, yeah. awful yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Awful. And they, and they got the kicker got penalized. And I know you're not supposed to, but all he, did, he brought a towel out, dried off the area, and he got penalized. And well, took that him out of the old snowplow snow yeah, rule, you know? Back to that. Yeah, you can't bring yeah. any equipment on to dry, uh, dry the field. Right. That's right. Yeah. So in a game that the Steelers, now I, I the Steelers played very well, and, and I'm not taking that away from them, and they got banged up during the game and everything else, and, and uh, so it's not that. But really, it was a, a, a lucky thing the Steelers were able to win because they, the long snapper for the Bengals got hurt. So Pittsburgh won a 23-20. McPherson's one of the best kickers in the league right there was uh, Justin Tucker. And, uh, you know, they, the snapper was throwing it high. It was the third-string snapper because I was, they had a lot of that game on on NFL, uh, you know, on, on the uh, Sunday, drive. Uh, yeah, Sunday yeah. drive. And they, they were actually working with their third snapper. The second snapper was, was on the taxi, you know, was on the uh, practice squad. So he'll be in, if, if the first one is back, he'll be in for the game upcoming. But it was just, you know, they couldn't even hit, hit an extra point. They would have won it at that point. They missed a long, you know, a long field goal. They tried it. I mean, but the first is a much better kicker. It was just one of those things. Other kickers, not so much. We, like Phil was just talking about the Colts, but Really, the Steelers got very lucky to win that game. Not that they didn't play well. Micah Fitzpatrick ran one in the pick six. Burrow didn't have a good game. A lot of turnovers. So Bengals have things to work on, but uh, but they'll get a chance to do that in Dallas. We'll talk about that later. Okay, then we got uh, and Boswell won it with a 55 yarder at the win- at the end. Uh, so then we go on to uh, let's see. The next one is Philadelphia. That's right. Philadelphia beat Detroit twenty three to twenty four. Rushing touchdowns for the Eagles, including uh, Jalen Hurts. And uh, you know they uh, the, the Lions came back. I guess made a game of it. I don't know how when they got their last points because they were so much concentrating on that Steelers game that we really didn't. Thirty eight thirty five in that game, Chris. Thirty eight thirty five. That's right. But what I'm saying is I don't know if there was garbage time or not, because I wasn't really uh, following that game very closely. Miami beat uh, the Patriots 20-7. to uh, One big, long pass play to, to Waddle was the big difference in the, the game. The Patriots had a good drive at the beginning of the game, and they, they had a, a 50-50 ball in the end zone and was intercepted, and then uh, they had a good drive coming out in the second quarter. They did, uh, third quarter, they did score, but the offense was a little better than the horrendous offense they showed during preseason, but not great. Uh, they had, you know, a penalty that Cost them a, you know, where they move, you know, on a fourth and one, and set up a field goal for the for the uh, Dolphins. But the defense played okay, considering the weapons the Dolphins now have. But they were saying Tua has a lot to work on with technique and things like that. Uh, if you heard the game, Scott Zolak was very critical of Tua and saying, you know, he's very beatable if you just could, you know. And they came close to interceptions. Patriots did, but they didn't get him. So it was one. Of, it was a very frustrating loss, especially against a rival like like that. I think they've lost eight out of nine down there now, so it's Ooh. pretty bad. Yeah, and two is four and zero oh against them. Yes, that's right. Yep. Uh, Baltimore Jimmy beat- Cephalo and company, Chris, they were quite happy about that win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Baltimore beat the Jets 24-9, to nine, and uh, they're, they're- uh, Devin Duvernay caught uh, caught two yeah. touchdowns. You don't hear much about him. And uh, yeah, he's a young. He's just he's second year out of Texas. So yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, no, he's uh, he, he's. I might I might pick him up tonight if he's not uh, available. I don't even know if he is or he isn't. And uh, so, uh, but uh, you know, the Jets aren't going to be very much. And of course, uh, uh, Flacco is uh, playing right now. Wilson's out, and uh, they say he's coming back after four weeks. When they said the original injury was going to be, he'd be back by the beginning of the season. I think so. I don't know what's going on with that. Washington beat Jacksonville twenty six twenty four. Well, everybody came from behind in that game. Twenty eight twenty two. 28-22? Oh, and yes, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm on the wrong line. 28-22, I have it right. And the thing is, four touchdowns for Wentz, two interceptions for Wentz, of course. But, uh, you know, uh, the, they were both behind in this game. The uh, Commanders got off to a quick start. Jacksonville took the lead, and then Commanders came back and won it. So, you know, it, it certainly the Jacksonville looked better than they had before, but, um, you know, Washington was able to win it being home like that. Cleveland beat Carolina 26-24. This was a crazy game because uh, Cade York won it with a 58-yard field goal, and that broke the Browns' 16-game, 0-16-1 streak since opening day of 2004 in first games. So, and uh, that was a game, again, where they, the Browns had a, a big lead, and then uh, back came uh, Carolina, and they took the lead, and then the Browns scored right at the last minute to win it. So. And, and apparently Thanks Baker for- is not happy that he didn't win that. No, he did not. He did not bleep them up like he no, said he was he going to. He did <laughs> And there's a lot of talk, you know, about missed kicks this week, but there, there were some great clutch kicks. That, that yes, kid there were. Yes, there were. And then Watson and, and Boswell and stuff. There were some, some yep, long field goals. Yeah. Yep. Indianapolis and Houston tied 2020. The one that's yeah. really getting knocked, and I don't know what they're saying there, uh, Sean, is uh, Love, uh, uh, Lovey Smith for kicking it away on fourth down around midfield. That's what I, yeah, I was listening 97.5 out of Houston yesterday, and they were talking about that. They're not the flagship of the other station, but I was, right. because I tend to sometimes not listen to the flagship to get the real story sometimes but mm-hmm. yeah and it was it was kind of now of course as here i go again i don't like games ending in ties i don't like we need to fix this we don't need a game ending in a tie this is not everybody gets a trophy this is football we don't end in a tie anymore we don't have to but it is what it is for now yeah well anyway and uh, and then houston had a 20 to 3 lead and uh, matt ryan they did they let who can? That's one thing I'll say to Colts fans and to Bill. Matt Ryan can engineer comebacks. He's done it all, all the time yeah. in Atlanta. He used to do that yeah. all the time. He's very good at it. So never give up on the Colts when Matt Ryan's on the field. Yeah. And you got no. Jonathan Taylor. That helped uh, 161 oh, yeah. yards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Rick, Rick has already talked about the Giants beating Tennessee twenty-one to twenty, going for two. And no, I didn't. I said, oh, they better not do this. I don't know. Let's get into overtime. But Tennessee does have more talent, so I was leaning a little more towards it than I usually do. But I, I still would have said no. And it was funny because Carl Banks on the Giants mm. said uh, kind of no before it happened. He said, "Well, you got to be in it to win it, or something." You know, he kind of sold out at the end and went for it, yeah. but. Yeah. You know, if you're two well, yards or less from scoring, I say go for you know go for it and get the score. The thing is, it, I think it has to do with the vibe of the team now. You know, you've got and and Rick, what's the schedule coming? Out? I know they're playing Carolina oh, now. Good. Yeah, they get, get the Bears. The next, the next three games are home games: Carolina, Dallas on Monday night without Prescott, and then the Bears. Yeah, oh, so they yeah. they could win. You know, maybe three and three and one, four and zero. Oh, you know, you never know. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, it, it's vi- it's a vibe thing. Every time the Giants, you know, they were in many situations. 
situations and close games. Not so much last year. They were, were more out of it. But especially the two years before that, and something always went wrong. Somebody jumped outside. This is a good good vibes game, I'd say, Rick. Yeah. You know, to just yeah, maybe they've got more luck now. It's also, it's also I think, good when it's the, first, the coach's first game. I think yeah. The players like it when you go for it. You know? yeah. yeah, they do. Uh, and we had um, we had Saquon Barkley looking as, as good as he has since his rookie year. It's been a long time. Yeah. 194, you know, scrimmage yards. And the thing about the luck thing that I was talking about, Bullock had a, a you know, 47-yarder. Two kickers make them all the time, and he missed it. And that boy, I'm telling you, in, in those games in the last years, two or three years, they would have he would have made it. Absolutely. You know? Kickers don't make 47 yards at the end of the game against the Giants. Remember? Oh, that's right. That was 47 yards, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. But this one was yeah, if, it 40, if it had been 46 or 48, it would have been a whole different story. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Saquon Barkley. Barkley had a great game. Uh, Minnesota beat Green, Green Bay 23-7. to uh, uh, Johnny Jefferson with 184 it wasn't really yards. That, yeah, it wasn't even that close. It was not that close. Not at all. It looks like, it looks like A-Rod's gonna, A-Rod in football is going to have a very bad year in Green Bay. Um, well, 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 I wouldn't say that. He, he, no. Remember, his no. number one receiver, Lazard, was out with a foot injury. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I wouldn't say that. And, they and also, by the by the way, guys, Dick, I see your hand up. We'll get you as soon as we get through the scores here. Yeah. Okay. They also Green Bay also lost first week last year, thirty eight to three to New Orleans. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah, they did. That's right. Yeah. It's something about you know it's it's not playing these players in in preseason. Yeah, right. Rogers didn't play at all. Burrow didn't play at all. They got off the terrible start. Now Kansas City, which we'll talk about in a minute, Mahomes is in his in opening games of the season. He's undefeated. He has twenty two touchdowns, and zero interception. And Andy mm. Reid is one of those guys that plays his players in the preseason. Yes, he mm-hmm. does. And I'm going to say, I don't like preseason. I don't think we need it. But if you're going to have it, play play your players at least a series or two. Yeah. You're going to have the, Even the Giants play, started to play some games because they wanted to see what he had. And I'm sure Tennessee That's right. didn't play yeah. much. Okay, and Kansas, Rick says Kansas City beat uh, Arizona 44-21, to Mahomes with five touchdown passes, and, uh, you know, there was no contest. It was like 30-7 to or whatever, and, you know, no. they played out the I, string. I heard that they had, Kansas City had 66 offensive snaps and 33 first downs. Wow. Yep. wow. That's what I heard, too. That's what I heard. And talk about a kicker. Uh, Harrison Butker came back yeah. in the game after getting hurt and kicked a, what, 54-yarder, was it? Yeah. 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 So there's a good yeah. – no, it wasn't all bad kicking. I'll, I'll no. tell you, there was some good kicking, too. And they and they had one of their safeties <laughs> fill in for him while he was out of the game. Oh, yeah, right. he, boomed, he boomed one extra point, but then missed the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Chargers beat the Raiders 24-19, to 19, and anything else you did with the car, with the interceptions, anything else you'd like to say about that Raiders uh, well, game? Well, uh, this comes back to, uh, look, Josh McDaniels is a new coach. I thought he would like to see what his starting unit would look like in the preseason, but he didn't play any of his starters, both on offense and defense, hardly at all. So uh, I basically blame uh, this loss basically on the new coaching staff for not really looking at their starters during a game situation. Yeah, you can have scrimmages with teams and you can have tons of practices, but if you're going to have preseason, use it to your advantage. And you had an extra game this year. Normally, preseason is three games, but if you play in the Hall of Fame game, you have an extra game. So the Raiders had an extra game. They didn't use it to their advantage. Are the Chargers yeah. ever going to have a game that actually sounds like a home game? Now? No. There was, no. No, it, it was Raider Nation there, right? No. It, it I mean, two years ago when the Patriots were there, it sounded like there were more Patriots fans there, yeah. let alone the yeah. Raiders fans. 
Okay, Tampa Bay beat uh, Dallas 19-3. Dak Rescott uh, broke his thumb in that game, uh-huh. and it was yeah. a pretty boring game. I mean, nobody yeah. was doing much, yeah. So no. Brady is now 7-0 and against Dallas. You know, five yeah. wins with the Patriots and two with the with the uh, with Tampa Bay. And, and, and uh, as we so, discussed, Chris, before the show, remember now Jerry Jones and Steven Jones have both said, now, obviously, if something happens, I'm sure they would look at it, but they have right. both said they are not going after a quarterback. They are going with Cooper Rush while he while Prescott is out. So God we'll, help him. We'll see <laughs> how that works. And the last game last night in the controversial game, we've already talked about the ending with with uh, Seattle beating Denver 17-16, and you got to give it to those fans there. I guess though they did. People were surprised that they booed Russell Wilson, and I am kind of too. I was too. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not at all. Well, no. The thing is, people leave all the time. The only way you get booed here, if if you leave, usually they blame management for not paying you, number yeah. one. Number two, the only reason you get booed is like Johnny Damon when he went to the Yankees. So, right. you know, if you, and Roger, when he went. Now, when he came back with Toronto, the year in between, he was, you know, he got an ovation and it was fine. And right. then when he came back with the Yankees, he was booed the whole time he was with the Yankees. That's so right. that's the only way you can really get booed around mm-hmm. here is to go to an arch rival like that. But uh, basically, it's it you know, and, and we've already talked about the end of that game, and uh, it, 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 he was really getting uh, pounded, uh, the Denver coach, all day long. So I guess we probably want to talk to Dick now, huh? Let's yeah. let's do it. Let's talk, talk to, to Dick. Dick, and then we'll go through the standings and all that stuff. So Dick, yeah. how's it going? He's one and zero with with his Hello, Bears. Boys. Hey, Dick. hey, Bear. hey. I did not think they were going to win, but oh, what a horrible field conditions they had. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it sure was wonderful about Green Bay losing. That was good. <laughs> I, yeah, good day for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, um, <laughs> I live in Wisconsin, but I still love my beers. Uh, <laughs> also, um, the, the, the Dallas, that was a terrible game. It was boring. Yeah. Wait, the, the Dallas couldn't do anything. Yeah, I, uh, I dozed off pretty early in the third quarter in that one, that's for sure. Who was doing yeah. no, is, is Westwood one doing any games on during the day? I mean, no. Uh, no, they, only the only the primetime games. They, okay. During the day, I mean, that was Ryan Radke and Mike uh, Golick. During the day, I Golic. believe, Dick, uh, I believe Compass Media does games during the day, and I don't know, is Sports USA still around? I, don't know. I think so, and ESPN, I think, has an early game, Yes, I they do, ESPN Radio. Every once in a while, they'll have a doubleheader, but yeah, ESPN Radio has a game, too. Right. Yeah. I think Westwood was doing them. Um, no, they haven't done them in a couple of years. A few and, and years. While, Dick, you reminded me of something while we're at it. Westwood One. Remember, you can't listen to the Westwood One games on your tune-in, and you can do that free. That is, you don't have to have, have any subscription to do it. Um, what do you tell it to do, Sean? You you tell well, what you can do, you just tell it to play the NFL on Westwood One from TuneIn Live, or you can enable the Westwood One skill and say play live games or play the NFL on Westwood One. Uh, you enable the Westwood One sports skill. You don't have to deal with TuneIn Live. You can go right there. And I will say, though, it, the audio is better on TuneIn Live when they play it than it is on the Westwood One sports skill, or at least it was for Sunday. I checked it for Thursday night's game. It was better. Actually, the best on Thursday was on WWL. They were had the best of the Westwood One audio, but you know you have all those options for Westwood One, and there's several stations that leave their stream on for Westwood One Sports. WWL does, uh, you know, there will be which I believe they said on Thursday night. I believe Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner were talking, and I believe Kevin said they are allowed to do that now. So 
you yeah. know, since it is free and you know you can listen to it free, so yeah, they yeah. are allowed to. Yeah, cause, but, yeah, uh, because one hundred two seven ESPN left a stream on for Westwood One on Sunday, and when they ran it on their sister station KLBJ, they did not back in the day two years ago. So yeah, they are okay. now. All right, anything else? While we're, while we're yeah, oh, oh, go ahead, Dick. Oh, KOA, you know, they, credit, they were not, uh, I used my A person, and uh, they would not, uh, they no. weren't screaming at all. No. Uh, no. It was a great game for Saturday. Notre Dame was a 1 2 now. That's wonderful. I think we're holding the love. These Chicago people, you guys love it. They go get yeah. them. <laughs> we, 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 not, exactly uh, sub, not exactly Subway alumni, are they? Well, no. that's, that's why I don't like Notre Dame. The, the fans are obnoxious. They really are. <laughs> the ones in Chicago. They are. You know, uh, my goodness, you know they 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 hated Divine. They could, you didn't cover the spread. Uh, <laughs> he did pretty well for them when he was coaching. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I, I understand the quarterback is done for the year. Yes, he is. Yeah, yes. that's oh, what I've okay. heard. Okay, I heard that too. Okay. All right, we gotta um, move on to the standings. We and do. Stuff but, here. Well, before we do that, we have uh, Gina, and then we have Jerry. So Gina, if you oh want my God. to come on, okay. In, oh, I'm Gina. Sure, I'm Uh-oh. sure Gina's happy about last night's game, and then. Yes. Jerry's probably okay with the Steelers winning, so Gina, yep. go ahead and unmute. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Because yes. 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 I've only got one word to say, and that is Seahawks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, probably they, they... wasn't the greatest win, but when you consider who we were playing against, a win yeah. is a win. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, with, with oh. Gina, with the expectations that you hear before the year, I would think you're going to take any win you can get, whoever it's against. Right. Well, yeah, that's probably that's true. And and but we'll see I, in a minute. They're leading the leading the leading division. If the playoffs started today, they'd be in the playoffs. That's right. Hey, Gina, did you drink coffee with that um, game last night? <laughs> you know what, you guys? I couldn't listen to it because when Russell Wilson got traded away, for me personally, it felt like it felt like when President Kennedy got assassinated. I was just Ooh. devastated. Wow. Um, okay. Wow. You know, Sean and, and I are probably I, like, what? We weren't around for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was not good. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was. And when Russell Wilson was traded, um, one of our local um, classic rock stations had this big thing. You know, um, th- you know, request goodbye songs, goodbye to Russell Wilson, and it was just, uh, it was really bad. And I'm really, you know, you were saying about being surprised or, being, or not being surprised that the fans booed Russell Wilson when Alexander, when Alex Rodriguez left, the Mariners, the Mariners fans did the same thing when he came back to play. So I'm not surprised. Really? Okay. Yeah. A little different. They feel, usually blame the team. I, I can't speak when, for all of them, but I think we all feel betrayed. Well, the thing is, the people here blame the team. If it's somebody leaves, and it's going to happen if Bogart well, leaves, it happened with Brady, they feel the team screwed up. Well, that's what they do here. Yeah, and part of it was Russell was wanting to leave. Russell was wanting out, too. I think that's probably why some of them booed. I guess, and the I guess team so didn't way, do much around him. But in a way, can you blame it because Seattle had basically told him that we're kind yeah. of going into rebuild mode? Not many right. 
quarterback. Kind of, not many named quarterbacks want to do rebuilds. No, I wouldn't. No. Uh-uh. Jerry, okay. come on in. All right, Jerry. Okay, am I here? Yep. You are yeah. here. Okay, uh, another disappointing thing. Um, it's a good thing people have Sirius XM or whatever. The uh, dream, if you want to hear Wayne Larrabee, you're not going to hear it on 97.3 The Game because they didn't stream on Sunday, but they yep. got the preseason. Mm-hmm. And good news about T.J. Watt. Um, um, Mike Tomlin today in a news conference said, you know, we'll take it day by day. And uh, he was proud of the Steelers' performance and uh, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, oh, they, they played better than expected. I'm just they saying did. they got lucky because yeah. of that long snapper. That's all. Yep. Okay. That's what I have to all right. Okay, all, right. Jer- all right. We got the standings here. So we have Buffalo at 1-0. Miami at 1-0, Patriots 0-1, Jets 0-1, AFC North, Baltimore 1-0, Cleveland 1-0, Pittsburgh 1-0, and Cincinnati 0-1. AFC South, Houston, uh, no no wins in this division. They're 0-0-1, and Indianapolis is 0-0-1, and Jacksonville is 0-1, and Tennessee is 0-1. In the West, we have Kansas City at 1-0. The Chargers are 1-0. The Raiders are 0-1, and Denver is 0-1. NFC East, the Giants 1-0. Philadelphia 1-0. Washington 1-0. By the way, the Giants... uh, with uh, Prescott being uh, hurt, uh, their odds, uh, you know, improved about winning the division and all the betting uh, parlors. And uh, the Cowboys 0-1. In the north, we have Chicago 1-0, Minnesota 1-0, Detroit 0-1, Green Bay 0-1. In the south, New Orleans 1-0, Tampa Bay 1-0, Atlanta 0-1, and Carolina 0-1. And in the west, Arizona, uh, I mean, Seattle 1-0. Arizona 0-1, the Rams 0-1, and San Francisco 0-1. And in our contest, so what we're going to do, with the people that are the regular panelists on the show, the five of us are in there. Bill is not, but we, I am in it. Perry, Rick, um, Sean, and... Um, Robert. And, uh, Robert. and Robert are in. And so each week we're going to tell you, and there's points given out. This time nobody got any combined scores, but there's points given out for combined scores. We're not going to get into all the uh, rules, but we're going to give you at the end of the standings each week how we're doing uh, within the five of us. So Sean's got eight, Rick has eight, I have seven, Perry has seven, and Robert has seven. So very close yep. right now. So there you go. Okay, so now moving on to the schedule. Let's see here. Okay. First of all, on... Uh... oh Chris, you kind of sound like Sean. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Okay. That's there better. You can you hear there me you now? Okay. There you I have a Verizon phone, so I can say, can you hear me now? Other people with a phone, if you say that, you have to pay money. Okay, <laughs> Thursdays. The Thursday night's game is the Chargers at Kansas City at 8.15 p.m. And the way they call it, it is Prime Video, but that's, of course, Amazon. We talked well, it is. about that. Well, it is Prime Video. That's what and they call it, Prime Video. Prime Video doesn't say Amazon here. And since okay. I got my TV set up for Prime Video, their pregame show begins at 7 yeah. Eastern, so 4 Pacific out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Prime right. Video is Amazon's streaming service, by the way, because yeah. that's it why is. they call it. Right, but I mean, uh, if I were they, I might say Amazon Prime Video, so yeah. that you'd know. Okay, yeah. on Sunday, we have the Jets at Cleveland, 1 p.m. on CBS. Washington at Detroit, 1 p.m. on Fox. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, 1 p.m. on Fox. Carolina <laughs> at the Giants, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, the Patriots are at Pittsburgh, 1 p.m. on CBS. Indianapolis at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. on CBS. Miami at Baltimore, 1 p.m. on CBS. Atlanta at the Rams, 4.05 p.m. on Fox, which means CBS has a doubleheader. Seattle at San Francisco, 4.05 p.m. on Fox. Cincinnati at Dallas, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. Um, 
Houston at Denver, 425 on CBS. Arizona at the Las Vegas, 425 p.m. also on CBS. Uh, then we have Chicago at Green Bay, 8.20 p.m., the Sunday night game on NBC. And the Monday night, we have doubleheader. Uh, and this is the first time, unless it's been makeup games, that they've staggered the starts of the Monday night games. They used to, you know, just have them all, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It, well, I mean, they staggered them more. In other words, they would have it 7 and 10.30 or whatever. But this is going to be Tennessee at Buffalo, uh, 7.15 p.m. on ESPN, and Minnesota at Philadelphia, 8.30 p.m. on ABC. So that's your schedule. And the way that's going to work, Chris, is one of those games will be, of course, the Joe Buck crew, and the other will be the, the ABC Steve Levy game crew. Yeah, the yeah, ABC. the ABC. ABC will be Joe Buck, and Steve Levy's on the ESPN game. Yep. And while Chris right. is getting his news ready, I imagine we have yep. another happy Notre Dame fan. Hey, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal. Hello, Jamal. Hello, Jamal. Hello. There he is. Are you are you excited about Notre Dame being 0 2, Jamal? Oh yes, I share Dick's opinion about Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so any I'm also happy the Packers lost, but with all that, and I'm happy the Bears won. But I also want to talk about that Seattle game last night. Denver lost it more than Seattle won it. I could understand why. Is happy, but they were with it. Turned the ball over three times in the red zone, and then at the end of the game, they were fourth and five. And they they went for a 64 yard field goal and that 15 seconds run off the clock before he called that timeout. I mean, what, what, what were they doing? It seemed like they were trying to throw the game more than anything else. That, that, that was, I've observed better, better football being played a Pop Warner game in this town than that game last night. Oh. And you'd have been in the lead if Denver had won, but now you're right. in second place. So, yep. And real quick, real quick, Jamal, real quick, Jamal on the Bears. Well, I think the Bears, as I've maintained, if they stay healthy and keep playing the way they're playing, I think this thing could be better than what people think. Justin Fields had a decent game the second half. They could keep building on that clean, relatively clean football. This team may be maybe it'll beat some people this year. I'm not saying they're gonna make the postseason, obviously. But they but what I've observed from them this year the um Sunday I was very impressed with. And I think they were going to hand the cheese and uh take down Mr. Rogers of the Packers unless Rogers can find somebody to throw to. All right, we'll see what happens Sunday night. Okay. Thanks, Jamal. All right, so NFL news and notes. Uh, in the last 20 years, David USF came up with this statistic going into the season, and we didn't have any more. So in the last 20 years, the Patriots have had uh, 13 shutouts, Seattle 10, Baltimore 8, Buffalo 7, the Rams 6, Green Bay 6, Pittsburgh 6, and Tampa Bay 6. And uh, so that that was kind of interesting. Didn't know there were that many. Uh, the Rams signed uh, Sean McVay and uh, and GM Les Need to extensions through uh, 2026. Uh, starting next year, Fox and CBS will bid on games. So uh, the CBS will not necessarily do all the AFC games, and Fox will not necessarily do all the NFC games. And they'll alternate weeks as to who gets the first pick and all this other stuff. And, of course, we don't know all the details yet. We're thinking, though, yeah. and we don't know, that they'll probably have to do this a few months ahead because the, mm-hmm. the players, you know, the team, the affiliates need to know what they're going to have to do as far as, you know, getting their paid programming lined up, the Heidi reruns and all that other stuff. They play well, off of those games. I will, I will say this.
this, though, now, granted, it's different in college because I know with the Big 12 and the Big 10, since they're both on Fox and the Pac-12 and ESPN, they have the 12-day windows, and then they alternate week. But they all have programs. On, they all have football on at all those times, so they're guaranteed a game. They just don't know who's getting one, two. So, right. yeah, this is a little bit different. But, but I can I'm, see why I'm, the networks want to do this because they're affiliates. Look at Boston and Chicago, for example. Probably, and I'm just guessing, we, we'd probably have about tw- – right now, the way it works, about 12 of the 17 Patriots games end up on Channel 4. You know, with, with uh, you know there's some Fox games, there's NBC, there's Monday Night game, whatever. About 12 games, and the opposite in Chicago, where 12 of them end up on their Fox affiliate. Now, it could be more even for all the affiliates, because some of the cities, like in, in you know the Boston Fox, is 25 here, and say, hey, we never get, get paid. We get maybe one, one if we're lucky, maybe two, but we don't get any more than two. So this way, they'll, they'll have a better chance at it, and I think that's why they're doing it. So yeah. so we'll see how it actually works when we get into it. Probably won't really hear much more about it till the offseason. Uh, and ESPN are going to, and NBC are going to be involved also, and perhaps Amazon. Yeah, the, with the flex, yeah, with the flex games, NBC will still be able to start flexing games like the usual, and right. ESPN will do it also. And ESPN has to give a two weeks notice. They have to give a week longer notice than NBC does on their flexes. I think it's a three, the three week where NBC I think is a two week notice right. on their flexes. They may though have to have to do this a little bit earlier than they'd like to because I think they want to put networks yeah. into the schedule because we've always had them yeah. and people will yell if they don't get them so they might have to bid on games before you know, like March uh, before they or they might push the making of the schedule back of another week or two just because you, you really don't mm-hmm. know what how good some game is going to be somebody like Tom Brady might retire and then I'll right. retire and then what are you supposed to do mm-hmm. you know uh, okay we have a new announcer in uh, Carolina on the radio Anise uh, Shroff is, seems to is, I think is his yeah. name. And he's done ESPN games before, and he, he I only heard him for a few plays, but he sounded pretty good to me. So I think uh, they had changed stations this year, and Jim Zoki may not even be there. He's been there since the team has. I don't know yet because we haven't really listened to a Carolina game yet. Uh, and uh, the thing is that um, you know uh, they changed stations, so they must have changed announcers because of that, perhaps. Okay, and then we'd already talked about the Browns finally winning their first game, and, and you know, opener a while, and then, of course Mayfield lost, and the, that made all of Cleveland happy, I'm sure. Yeah, then we have the, the um, you know, yeah. we're talking about the Giants not winning their opening game. I guess before us this week, the Browns in this millennium were like one twenty and one in opening games. <laughs> so we talked about the injuries, and I think we've kind of already gone over the most of them. But Zach Prescott, they think he's only going to be out four weeks with the thumb. We'll see. The normal is four to eight. You know, yeah, Stephen jo- Stephen Jones said yesterday he he it could be eight. Yes, I yeah, so. I think Gary good. He takes four. Yeah, yeah I think Gary, it's gonna be four or five. Gary gets I, th- I think that I think Gary though, Yeah, but I think when it comes down to it, you should probably listen more to what Steven says than what Jerry says. Yeah, yeah, yeah you want to listen to Steven. Go, go ahead, ahead. No, go ahead. Mean, they, they ought to pay attention a little bit of what happened with Russell Wilson last year. He, yes, he came up. Re- yeah. you know, he came back real early from the original estimate, but he was terrible when he came back. Yeah. The same kind of injury throwing him. Well, and I wonder, Rick, if that's one of the reasons that Stephen Jones said that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, T.J. Watt with his torn uh, pectoral muscle, but they say the chair isn't as bad, and uh, he'll be out now for a while, but they don't think it's as bad, I guess. Day to day is what Jerry just did. He didn't tear the ligament. He just tore the muscles. Right. Yeah, tore the muscles. And then uh, Najee Harris is going to be uh, playing this weekend, he says. It's one of those Liz Frank injuries, they thought. That's what he says, but I've heard people say, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay. And uh, Keenan Allen, uh, what, what was his injury, Rick? Hamstring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he he's going to be out there. He won't be playing Thursday. That's right. No, if they maybe if. You know, maybe the week after, because you know we're going right from uh, uh, to Thursday. That's tough. So, we got any more NFL um, stuff? Yeah, Darren Waller oh, signed a three-year contract extension on Saturday before the game on Sunday, so he'll be the Raiders tight end for the uh, for the next five years. Okay. A couple other injuries. Um, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, Chris, but Elijah Mitchell's out for two two months. No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> he's on my team too. Yeah, <laughs> with <laughs> with a knee injury um, and. I had another one, but I forgot what it was. That's okay. Well, that, that was the important. You have to put Chris. You have to yeah. put him on IR. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know what's going on here. All right. Okay. So for baseball, here we go. We're heading down. Three weeks to go. Three weeks tomorrow is the end of the season. American League East. The Yankees are at eighty-five and fifty-six. Toronto seventy-nine and sixty-one. They're five and a half out. Tampa Bay, 78 and 61. This was going into today's game. Now they're having a day night doubleheader, and Tampa Bay was ahead uh, in the eighth inning when I came up here, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, it was uh, the two scores from earlier. The Reds beat, or I'm sorry, the Pirates beat the Reds 6 to 1, and the Rays beat the Blue Jays 4 to 2. Okay. So, and then Baltimore, 73 67. The Red Sox, uh, 69 and 72. And the Central, Cleveland is 74 65. The White Sox, 72 and 69, so they're three out. So the, uh, the Guardians are building a little bit of a cushion. Minnesota's in trouble. They're 69 and 70. They're five games out. Kansas City, 57 and <laughs> 84. And uh, Detroit, 54 and 87. In the and West, you know, Houston, Chris, I guess yeah. we were all wondering, you know, because we were discussing this in the conference last week of what happened to the Twins. They've had a lot of injuries of late. And Rocco Baldelli says today that he, he believes they would be in much better shape. You know, he said, you know, obviously he said you don't want to make excuses, but he said with Boxton and two or three of their starters, he yeah. said that that's going to kill you. Yeah. In the West, uh, Houston at 91 and 50. So they're in pretty good shape for the best record in the league. They've got about a six-game lead on the Yankees for that. Seattle, 79 and 61. Texas and the, the Angels, we talked about the battle for third. And they, well, look at this battle. They're tied at 61 and 80, both of them. And then you've got uh, the A's at 51 and 90. National League, uh, the Mets are at 89 and 53, and the Braves 87 and 54. So a game and a half lead for the Mets, but the Braves did actually get into first place for a day. So um, you know, and sometimes well, the Braves could have like, the Braves could have thanked the Cubs last night, but they couldn't take advantage of it. It's almost like uh, you know, it, it's almost like those big comebacks in basketball. Where the team gets the lead and then they kind of fall back. So we'll see. Uh, you know, and I don't know if they play each other the last three weeks, but they probably do. Uh, they have one. It. They have one three-game series. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. Phillies are seventy-eight and sixty-two. Miami is uh, fifty-eight and uh, eighty-three, and Washington forty-nine and ninety-two. In the Central, the Cardinals eighty-three and fifty-eight. They're in good shape. Milwaukee is seventy-five and sixty-six. So the Cardinals have about an eight-game lead there. The Cubs are 59 and 82. Cincinnati going into today, 56 and uh, 83, I guess. It, uh, yeah, 56 and 83, I think it is. Uh, and Pittsburgh is 52 and 88. And in the West, we have the Dodgers, 97 and 43. They're the first team to clinch a playoff berth. They don't have the division yet, but they've got a, their magic numbers down to two. San Diego's uh, 77 and 64. Uh, then we have uh, San Francisco, 68-73, Arizona, 66-74, and 74, and Colorado, 61-80. and 80. So for the wild card in the American League, the three teams, yeah, basically you can almost say the three teams are going to be the wild card 
would be Toronto 79-61, Seattle 79-61, and Tampa Bay 78-61. But who's going to play who and who's going to have to go to, let's say, Cleveland? We don't know uh, because it, it goes back and forth. Baltimore's still somewhat in it at seven, 73-66, but mm-hmm. the Red Sox beat them two out of three this weekend, and you know they've, they've uh, they're kind of leveled off a bit. So they're like five and a half out. They're in trouble. The White Sox and Twins are not going to make the wild card now, I wouldn't think. And they've got to try to get in in the division. National League, we have Atlanta at number one with 87 and 54. Philadelphia, 78-62. San Diego, 77 and 64. So that's a battle for that second spot so that you don't have to go play the Cardinals. And the Milwaukee's still in it at 75 and 66. They're two games out of the last wild card. I don't think many people feel real comfortable with that, though, because tonight the Brewers are playing St. Louis in St. Louis tonight, and they're going with an opener. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Trout, Mike Trout hits home runs seven games in a row, and I didn't realize the people who have done eight, and that's the major league record, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. in 1993, uh, Don Mattingly in 87, and Dale Long in, of the Pirates in 1956. So that's what's uh, going on with, with uh, Matt, Mike Trout, and that's he's trying to make things interesting. Um, Okay, we we had uh, an apology this week by Doug Gottlieb. He apologized. He apparently got a bad source about the story about Casey Close not being up front with uh, Freddie Freeman's uh, salary offers. And Trevor's story. Huh? And Trevor's story. And Trevor's story. Okay, I never heard that Trevor's stories was in question. Yeah. But anyway. And he was fired by, remember, he was fired by both Freeman and story. Yes, yes. So it sounded like there was some kind of settlement here because apparently Gottlieb said he had talked to uh, Close and they worked things out, but he was being uh, sued. And, of course, you know, I don't know. Apparently there's no discipline for Gottlieb. Uh, Not that I've heard, no. I mean, to to me, this is not the first time he's done that he probably should have been fired. Well, you know, this this is go to goes back to what we always think about around here is John D. Tommaso, who who had that uh, phony report from the discredited uh, video guy who had been fired about the uh, Patriots filming the run through in their first Super Bowl appearance, the re- appearance against the Rams, and it wasn't true. And it still goes down in lore as something that Belichick did, but he didn't do it. It didn't happen. So you know, th- and, these- and there will be people, Chris, who hear this. You know, they won't hear this version. No, and they still no. think that. I mean, and we don't know what did or didn't happen. Happen. I mean, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing Doug Gottlieb was was told, hey, if you don't do this, then I'm gonna, you know, take you to the woodshed, and he sure. probably gave in. Well, the thing is, if the source, you know, if chances are the source was was you know was was probably wrong because you know, and that happens to a reporter. It but does. the thing is, when it when it when it happens, that's the point we're making that you don't hear the fact that oh, we did hear, we heard about the John well, D. Tommaso and stuff, and maybe they are in Atlanta, Los Angeles. Yeah. But that whole Trevor uh, the Freeman story, and then, again, I didn't know story, uh, story was a part of that uh, with money as well. But the whole story was much bigger when he supposedly did that than it is the retraction was a one day story the other one was three or four so well and if you don't and if you don't listen it is and if you don't listen to the right places you don't even hear the retraction that's right right. yeah but this is not i mean this is not sean and i can tell you because we've 
hurt him for years. This is yeah. not this isn't new for Doug Gottlieb. He's he's not a from what you hear, he's not a very likable person. This is what part of why I think he exited CBS. That was I another story that he and I think ESPN also is why he exited both. So it's kind of like I think his contract's up pretty soon anyway. So it's kind of like uh, I know he's not going to be substitute filling in for Cal Hurd and Patrick anymore like he used to. I do know that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, we have the the other shoe dropped on Friday about the will, the uh, rules changes that will be implemented that the players oppose, but they're the way the committee is set up. They uh, we're not going to win that. The uh, MLB starting next year will implement a pitch clock that'll be uh, and they'll have larger bases and ban the shift. And the, this, uh, again, starting in 23, 15 seconds if no one's on base, 20 seconds when there are runners on base. I guess in that bat, you can only throw over twice uh, before. Correct. Somebody, yeah. That's correct. Yeah, and if you throw it over again, it's a box, so they get second base anyway. And the infielders can stand, have to stand on the dirt and have to be uh, two on one side of second base, two on the other. And there can be a challenge, I heard, uh, if, about whether you're standing on the dirt or not. So that'll be a fun thing to adjudicate. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and we'll see how that all works. And, you know, to be fair, the players, we could, they they could give them five years to get ready for this, 10 years (laughs) to get, the players would vote no on this, no matter what. Oh, yeah. The players do not want change. No. Now the question, the question that I have is, is it 15 and 20 in the minor leagues? Is that how? No, it, works? it is 14 no. and 19. 19. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got it. Well, see, they won something. But <laughs> yeah. my, my and you question. Know, you know, is, it was it was interesting. There was a game earlier this year where Iowa and Omaha played here. The final score, I believe, I may be off a little bit, you know, because back in like May or June, but it was like 10 to 8 or 9 to 7. The game was played in an hour and 59 minutes. Wow. That's how so, much that pitching thing does make uh, a difference. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if they might tweak it a little bit, maybe 20 and, and, and 30 or something, you know, see how it works. I, I you know, they certainly made yeah. the changes to the baseball during the season and stuff. So they might, Oh, and the batter is allowed one timeout uh, per at bat. Yeah. And I don't know what the time is going to be for the batter in the major leagues, but in the minor leagues, you have to be in the box in eight seconds. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I heard. I think it is. I think I've heard that. Mm-hmm. What, what were you saying, Rick? No, same thing. I, I had heard originally. Well, I, I think I heard originally that the batter had to be in the box by like nine seconds, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, they probably won. Uh, you know, that that was the other second that the players gave, and they yeah. got that one back <laughs> on the other. You know, these, these negotiations, they have to work. Yeah. Okay, we had a retirement. Well, this guy hadn't actually played since 2019, but he had a very interesting career. Edwin Jackson. Strangely enough, he didn't play for the Red Sox or the Yankees, but he's the most. He played for 14 MLB teams. He started uh, September 9th of '03, and he retired. Uh, and uh, you know, on he announced it on September 9th this year. And but he hadn't played since the end of the '19 season. Uh, but he played for the Dodgers, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Arizona, the White Sox, the Cardinals, Washington, the Cubs, Atlanta, Miami, San Diego, Baltimore, back to Washington, to the A's, Toronto, back to Detroit, and then. So I mean, it's a wonder we didn't have him, but we never did. Uh, he did win a World Series with the Cardinals in. 
2011. He uh, he pitched a no-hitter for Arizona on June 25th, 2010. He, his record was 107 and 133. Now, he wasn't even a lefty. He was 107 and 133. You're always hearing the lefties get to stay forever. A 4.78 ERA. His last appearance was 928-19. And then he did play for Team USA in 21 in the Olympics when they won the silver medal. And uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, so 30 pro teams, including the uh, minor leagues and all that. And uh, and he was an all-star once in 09. And, uh, and he had nine different numbers. So that's, that's talk about a journeyman. That is a journeyman right there. Okay. Let's see. I think we have a couple more here. Uh, oh, when he pitched his no-hitter, it was the most ever pitched in a no-hitter. Most pitches thrown, 149 pitches. He walked a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, like nine people. Okay. Pujols went past A-Rod. Yay. Up to everybody's rooting for that. Went past up to 697. Now everybody just wants to see him get to 700. And Aaron Judge, I guess, is stuck at 55 still. 55, yep. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see. Actually, the Red Sox, I'm just saying this, but they've they've done pretty well against him this year. So all things being equal, he did have one. They play tonight. They play tonight and tomorrow. So they'll probably hit four home runs now that I said that. I'm just saying I believe the teams are starting to pitch around him more. So I would maybe that's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's one of the reasons uh-huh. why not good. And Tony La Russa uh, has a uh, pacemaker now. He'll be 78 October 4th. Yep. But he was in Oakland for the Dave Stewart uh, retirement. Uh, re- uh, re- what number did he wear, uh, Robert? 34. 34. 34. The retired uh, players for the A's are Dennis Eckersley, um, Raleigh Fingers, uh, Ricky Henderson. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, Catfish Hunter, Reggie Jackson, and now Stewart. And he's yes, now 65 right. years old. He does do some ATV, I guess, on the pregame show. Uh, and he pitched for the A's yeah. from 86 through 92 and 95. His record overall was 168 and 129, 3.95 ERA. And, and uh, played, and of course, he won the World Series for the uh, A's in uh, 89 and for the Blue Jays in 93, I guess it was, uh, yeah, 92 and 93. And, 93. and he was in the All-Star game in 89. And uh, and he was uh, the MVP in the '89 uh, World Series, uh, and he uh, he won the Clemente Award in '90, and he was the ALCS MVP in '90, and uh, and he pitched a no, no hitter on June 29th of 1990. But that's the, same, Red Sox, that's, the same, that's the same day Fernando Valenzuela pitched. Right. The, the Red Sox could the Red Sox couldn't hit him. As simple as that. Okay. They did nothing with, with him. So, anyway, any more baseball? We have one more, um, and then, we'll, then we're going to get there, Sean. Maybe be patient. We'll get there. Uh, we uh, Yesterday, the Marlins and the Rangers played a day-night doubleheader, and uh, I was listening to Matt Hicks and uh, Jared Sandler on the Rangers broadcast for the start of Game 2, and they said, yeah, we thought there were maybe a 1,000 people in here for the first game. They announced the attendance at 5,000 and something, but they said there wasn't uh-huh. close to that. And Matt Hicks said, just looking between the left field line and the right field line, he said there might be, might be 500 people in this building. So he said people talk about baseball in Tampa. He said it's no better in Miami. 
And Kimming, yeah. by the way, will be back next year for the Marlins. And Hein Bloom gets a vote of confidence from the Red Sox. And also, okay. Will Flores signed a new two-year contract extension to stay in San Francisco. He did. Okay. All right. So now we're going to go on to college football. What That's I'm gonna do where Sean wanted to go. That's where Sean <laughs> yep. wanted to go. So I'm going to read. Just I'm not going to. I'm just going to do it now because we're going to get the real top 25s late in October. Top whatever we need to know. Top 10 for the playoffs when we get later into October or near the end of October. I'm just going to read this just to set up the season. After two weeks, who's in the top 25 right now? That's where I base my scores on, and then we throw in a few extras that we know people might be interested in. Number one is Georgia. Number This is the a, uh, AP, of course. Yeah. Georgia won. Alabama, two, so they lost the number one spot with that Texas game because it was close. Three for Ohio State. Four, Michigan. Five, Clemson. Six, uh, Oklahoma. Seven, USC. Eight, Oklahoma State. Nine, Kentucky. Ten is Arkansas. Eleven, Michigan State. Twelve is BYU. 13, Miami, 14, Utah, 15, Tennessee, 16, NC State, 17, Baylor, 18, Florida, 19, uh, Wake Forest, 20, Mississippi, 21, Texas, 22, Penn State, 23, Pitt, A&M is 24, and Oregon's 25. So there well, you go. I find after it interesting. With A&M, boy, after what happened with A&M, they took a dive, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and six, basically, six I find to it. Yeah, six to twenty-four. Yeah, and I find the other interesting thing, like I said, Texas lost and they get in the top twenty-five, and Alabama won that game and they dropped one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. It's all perception. Yeah. So, anyway, for the scoreboard, we got uh, a few games here. We got Georgia beating, and if anybody's any comments, but obviously we're not going to stop and talk about all of them. But oh. Georgia beat Sanford thirty-three to nothing. Alabama beat Texas twenty to nineteen. We kind of already talked about that. And it was weird because the Texas crew on the radio. They thought it was an SEC crew, too, because they were talking about the face mask. Yeah. And I said, oh, I guess they call them differently in the SEC, but uh, didn't know it was a Big 12 crew. But the, but they'll uh, be in the SEC in a couple of years. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Ohio State beat Arkansas State 45-12. to Michigan beat Hawaii 56-10. to Clemson beat Furman 35-12. Uh, to Oklahoma beat Kent State 33-3. to USC beat Stanford 41-28. to uh, Oklahoma State beat Arizona State 34-17. Kentucky beat Florida. That was an upset 27-16. 26 yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Arkansas beat South Carolina 44-30. Uh, Michigan State over Akron 52 to nothing. BYU beat Baylor uh, 26-20. Uh, that can't be good. So the, uh, in overtime. The Baptist in Double overtime. overtime. And, Double overtime. So that, uh, that probably rankled some folks. Uh, and that was at BYU. Miami beat Southern Miss thirty to seven. Utah beat Southern Utah uh, seventy three to seven. Tennessee over Pitt thirty four twenty seven in overtime. Now this was similar. The what happened to Pitt and what happened to Texas because both their starting quarterbacks got hurt in the game, and both their second quarterbacks came in and were limping throughout the game when they were yep. playing. Well, Pitt, so was, Pitt actually, Chris, later on had to go to their third. Did they? Yes, they did. did that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, that was too bad because you know you you don't like to see injuries especially at the key position like that in a game like that so and that game was at Pitt NC State beat Char- uh, Charleston Southern uh, 55 to 3 Wake Forest over Vanderbilt in the intellectual game of the day 45 to 25 and that was at Van- Vanderbilt Mississippi beat Central Arkansas uh, 59 to 3 uh, Penn State beat Ohio 46 to 10 Appalachian State beat Texas A&M 17 14 they almost beat 
State and North Carolina the week before, and they finally got A&M. Yep. And Oregon beat Eastern Washington 70-14. Uh, to 14. A couple of other uh, games of interest. We mentioned Marshall beat Notre Dame 26-21, and they lost their quarterback. Washington State beat Wisconsin 17-14, to 14. and for an outsider, that's a big win in, 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 in perception because you're always, in, you know, in the West, and I guess the West isn't going to be that good, but, you know, you're always hearing about for the Big Ten, Penn State, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, and then who's going to be the other team? You know, it's going to be Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Probably, the next, if you so. go just by what you see so far, it's Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Texas Tech beat Houston 33-30. That's what knocked Houston out of the top 25 yep. in overtime also, in overtime. And uh, Iowa State uh, Iowa State beat Iowa 10-7, to That and mm-hmm. Iowa announced during just in the middle of the show here, and their fans are going to go berserk because they are and, sticking with Spencer Petrus to be their quarterback. So, okay. And fans the are gonna Georgia go, Southern. Yep. Go ahead. They're going to go nuts. No, we finished that now. I'll get to the Georgia Southern deal. Yeah, that's just what I was going to say. Georgia Southern beat Nebraska 45 42. And because of that, Scott Frost, they were going to fire him in October, but he's out now. Yeah. And it looks Mickey like, Joseph is now in. Yes, Mickey Joseph right will now. finish the season. And it looks like Matt Campbell is who they really want to get at the end of the season. Yes. And how about this for the Sun Belt Conference this week? All right, Appalachian State wins. Marshall's going to be in the Sun Belt next year. They beat Notre Dame. Georgia Southern, who's a mid-level, a middle of the pack, uh, takes down Nebraska. Man, that Sun Belt had a good week. <laughs> and, and you know, Sunbelt in that thir- in that thirty to seven, Southern Miss was that they are. Oh yeah, they're going in there too. So yeah, they're going in the Southern Sun Belt next year too. So. Okay, that's we had Illinois. There. Illinois beat Virginia twenty-four to three, and and that was at Illinois. That's a you know power five uh, mm-hmm. matchup. Uh, Holy Cross of the Patriot League beat Buffalo of of the MAC thirty-seven yeah. thirty-one at Buffalo. That's weird. And Kansas yeah. beat Kansas. Well, no, I mean you know that the, again, just looking at and I don't know anything about the programs, but but yeah, you know you look at the uh, the ranking. It's just like App, App State winning that game. Too. Same kind of thing. Holy Cross Kansas. is a, Holy Cross is a pretty good team, though, Chris. They usually go to yeah. The Buffalo's in the MAC, and App State. Yeah. App State is App State on theirs has pulled off the when they were still one double A. They pulled off that Michigan up there. And Kansas, I think, has already won two games this they year. Have. And they have a game at that. They beat West Virginia 55-42. Virginia's in a little trouble. They are. Yeah, they yeah. are. They are. So uh, that backyard ball took a lot out of them, I guess. And we got some. Yeah, this week not as there's a few good games, but this is that last tune-up week. Some teams are starting conference play. BYU Oregon is a marquee matchup. Texas A&M Miami. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Now the game that looked interesting that could that you wouldn't have thought of at the beginning. North Carolina State Texas Tech. How's that one going to go? Uh, let me see. I think those are your big. Games just showed, said Notre Dame's got Cal, so it's not. Oh, LSU, Mississippi State, could see where that one goes. But you, Georgia plays South Carolina, they should handle them. Kentucky has a throwaway game. Florida has a lot of these schools have some games that are just yeah. kind of tune up games last, last uh, week before conference. USC has. Oh, they have one of these directional schools. Uh, yeah, we Utah, mentioned Notre Dame thing. playing. Notre Dame playing Cal. We mentioned that. Yeah, we mentioned that. And uh-huh. Illinois has. Yeah. Oh, Washington's Washington's playing Michigan State. Oh, so that ought to be okay. an. Yeah, that's another interesting. But 
like I said, not a lot of great games that stand out this week, but I mean, yeah, a lot of close ones this past weekend. So okay, so we have some news and notes for college football too. Pat McAfee uh, will be part of the ESPN College Game Day. He's left the, uh, the Sirius XM and I guess his wrestling uh, uh, thing that he was doing. So uh, he's going to yeah. be with ESPN. He started last Saturday, as a matter of fact, and I didn't get a chance to see him on there, but. Yeah, he's still with the WWE, but he's not on SmackDown. He'll be doing uh, pay-per-views slash other events with him because getting there from Friday night to Saturday, and yeah, his contract expired with Sirius XM, but he is on game day. Dabo Sweeney has a 10-year, $115 million contact, contract with Clemson, and the largest ever. And if he goes to Alabama, he has a $9 million buyout. And if he goes somewhere else, he has a $6 million buyout. Uh, so that's how that works. And with uh, this Scott see. Frost thing, Chris, uh, that's a $15 million buyout. So yeah. they, have to pay, they have to pay him $15 million to go away. Scott Frost was uh, 16 and 31, they said. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so that, yeah. And, and, and Trev uh, Alberts, the athletic director, didn't, he really did not want to have to do this because he knew him. You know, that's always yeah. harder when you know somebody from, for a long time and, and all. But he, he said during the game, I, I didn't listen to any of the game, but apparently the fans were yelling fire Scott Frost and it, it just got worse as the game went on. So he said he had to do it. Right. So and any other college football? No, not that I know of. Okay. That's pretty much. Oh, we're doing good. Okay. I thought this was going to be a real challenge. Okay. We have a couple of uh, things in, in basketball. Uh, Las Vegas is playing Connecticut in the uh, WNBA finals and Connecticut is down one game to none. Uh, they lost their first game. And uh, Becky Hammond is the first uh, person to play and coach in the finals, and so that's that's a good thing. And the best of uh, it's a best of five series. Uh, Connecticut, I thought they were in for the first time, but they were in the finals in 04, 05, and nineteen. But they have never yeah. won the finals. So there you go. And we've had the we've been having a couple of you know. All right, here's the thing though. WNBA they want to get some eyes on them, and all right, they had Game Five of the conference finals on Thursday, going head to head against. Opening night. That could have very easily been moved to Friday. And then they had game one of this finals on Sunday going head-to-head against, I can't remember if it was in the daytime or noon, but going head-to-head against the NFL and the baseball game on the regular ESPN. They could have started that tonight, and you could have had Tuesday, Thursday. They could have finagled it because Thursday they're going head-to-head against Prime Video, which, yeah, a lot of people have Prime Video because there's a lot of Amazon Prime members, but how many will remember to go look at the game? They could have, if they really want to get eyes, they could have done that. Yeah. I wonder if they're thinking that it's just counter-programming in that, like the figure skating. You know, what does ESPN do when they can't show football and it's 1 yeah. o'clock on Sunday afternoon they throw on figure skating so the woman who has the other TV will have something to watch. So I'm thinking but if they want to get if they want to get eyes on the WNBA, which the NBA does, they want and the WN you could you got to think about that, or at least move the season up a week or two and have it. It, it could have ended this last week with it, but you know. Yeah. But I think they don't even think of it. I think they're just figuring they're probably getting demographics to say the only people that are really watching this are women anyway and and girls who play basketball. So maybe they're not Mm going to get guys anyway, so they don't really, you know, the guys don't care about it. Maybe they do if you're in a city. You know, where it is, like the, you know, there's probably some guys in Connecticut are watching it, and uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, and we're right. You know. You're right about that. But I'm thinking if they really, if the NBA, because this was David Stern's baby when he was around, you know, and, and right. you know, sa- and you know, sadly, I guess for the WNBA, um, in the whole time the WNBA has been there, I've watched zero minutes of it. 
I haven't either. And San Antonio had a team for a while, and I didn't watch it. (laughs) Well, in the NBA, uh, the owner of Phoenix has a problem. Robert Sarver. And and he's with the WNBA Mercury, too. Oh, he is? Yeah. He owns both both of them. Oh, that's interesting, because one of the things he's suspended for, he's suspended for a year, and he's being fined uh, fined $10 million because he's uh, had a toxic workplace, uh, demeaning women, and a lot of racial uh, uh, things have been attributed to him. So um, he's. Uh, I wonder how what happens in the WNBA, but uh, you know that that we don't know. But he's been suspended now. I don't know what the difference is between him and Donald Sterling or whatever. You would think that the standard was kind of set with Donald Sterling, uh, you know, a few years ago, but uh, he's still going to be able to come back, I guess. Uh, unless, unless something would happen in you know, and they would just kind of yeah. gently try to push him, and they may. Yeah. Right. They may, right. He may he may gently sell the team, just kind yes. of quietly sell both teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so anyway, and any other uh, things that we need mm. to cover? I don't know hockey, no. Uh, Robert. No. Nope. No. Uh, uh, hockey training camps, however, open <laughs> next week. So. Yep. That's right. Okay. The Bruins are having and, a captain's camp or something. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, and, and and we are going and uh, there will be international games to start the season this year in October. So that's why camp is starting a little earlier than. Normal. We should be getting our hockey schedules pretty soon, I would think. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. I would hope we will be. So, okay. anyway. well, there you go, Sean. We have five minutes to spare. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Wow, I was working. Go ahead, Robert. Go ahead and say it now. We have time. Yeah, the, the, NBA, the NBA is also starting their training camps next week also. Correct. So, there okay. you go. Go ahead, All right. Sean. All right. All right, well, I was a little worried when I saw the time. That's why I was, when we were like, oh, we got college football and all this other stuff. But, hey, you know what? If you want to go back and time us and see how long we are. We're on a pitch can... clock, John. You just didn't realize <laughs> yeah. it. That's how we did it. Yeah. If you want to go time and see how quick we went on each subject, uh, or just for fun, or if you really need something to sleep to, you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com or type in Sports Lines Live in your podcatcher or tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lines Live from Apple Podcasts or go to Seven seven three five seven two seven seven or five seven seven three five seven two three thousand six option number nine. I almost gave you my box number, but uh, check it out. And next week, more in college football. Week two, the NFL baseball playoffs are getting closer, and all kinds of other stuff. So see you then.